morning. This is AB, and this is the Talk About God podcast. Um, really, it's kind of turned into the Talk To God podcast, but whatever. It's all good. Um, Lord, I want to thank you. Uh, it is 55 degrees out here. I came out with a coat out of habit, had to take it off, um, and I did so very excitedly. Um, so I thank you so much for that. Thank you for waking me. Um, I had really weird dreams last night, and the, the, the part that un- not really annoys me, but the part that really drives me a little wonk, a little bonkers is that I don't really remember. Right? I remember like flashes and bits of pieces, and I know I've been asking that if you want to talk to me, that you you do it, and I know that you use dreams. Um, so. Yeah. If it's meant to be something I remember, I pray that you you help me. Um, And I want to thank you again for how hard you pushed me yesterday. Like, it was 110% you. There is no doubt in my mind. The amount of things that you had me accomplish just makes absolutely no sense. Like, it was not... That was not me. That was, I can say with complete certainty that that was all you. Um, So I thank you. I was so stressed out because I was behind. And of course, all last week I didn't feel good. And so you're helping my body rebound. Um, My elbow's still kind of jacked up. Got a little mad yesterday, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Got a little ugly, but you made me power through and I woke up today not feeling this insane sense of being behind and rush and craziness and for that I'm incredibly thankful so thank you Lord uh uh-uh, uh poppy don't eat flowers uh uh-uh, uh don't eat those sorry she destroys everything she's the destroyer of all things pretty my little cow um But anyway, Lord, I thank you. I pray that you be with our country. Of course, the shootings and everything else going on. Like, it's just insanity. It's pure insanity. And I don't know... I don't know why racism has come back to such a degree, right? To such a degree. I get that... I get that it never truly went away. Let Let me make that clear. I get that it never truly went away. But I feel like it was a fire. It was like embers, right? It was coals. It was, it was slowly dying. And somehow, I'm not gonna point flame fingers and point blame because I think I know, I, I think I've spotted just in, you know, whatever, where this happened, but someone or multiples people, Poppy, quit with the flowers, no basically chucked wood on it and doused it with gasoline that's what I'm seeing happening so now it's a raging monster and we're paying reparations anybody else see that father 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 help us please I mean my gosh We don't care about anybody's children, do we? No one's, none of our children matter. 
We, as adults, are blowing through money like it's going out of style with no regard for the future. We're that worried, like reparations for slavery in which no one alive has been a slave, except for the ones who are actively being sex trafficked in America. What about those slaves? I am so confused right now, Father. I need help. I need help. I think we all need some help. This is insanity to me. We are letting drug cartels make 11, like million, I think it is, $11 million a day. Yeah, it's not, it's nothing to shake a stick at by trafficking kids per day. And we're worried about paying black, back black Americans whose family may or may not have been slaves. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Not every black American is a descendant of a slave. Just like not every white American is a descendant of a European person or Spanish or whatever who came over here. We are a melting pot. Like we are a legit melting pot. I have Indian heritage. I can guarantee you there's probably some African American in me. Like this is insane. Absolute insanity. Anyway, Father, I just pray that you help us in that because I am at a loss. I really am. No. Oh, I don't even know what to do with it. And our border, of course, is still in crisis and no one chooses those words, um, but that's what it is. It's a crisis. And they show the kids in these little plastic bubbles and if it had been Trump, everybody had thrown a fit, but it's not. So it's totally cool, right? It's totally cool. They're at 700% capacity, but that's totally cool. It's totally cool. They're being humane. It's totally cool. It's totally cool. I don't have anything against our president. I don't. If he got elected and he won fairly, because we're going to assume that he did at this point, totally fine. However, you can't be stupid. Mila, no. Uh-uh. You can't be, you just can't. Sorry about that. I had to yell at the dog, and I guess I should have covered the mic. That would have been nice. But, anyway. Life is fun. Politics are even more fun. And God is good above all. And I know that you have a plan for this, Father. I'm waiting to see it. I trust you. I feel like right now it's a little crazy, and I, I feel a little crazy maybe for trusting. Um, but I love that blind faith. And so I'm going to keep rocking it out because it feels so much better to believe that you've got this. And you're going to somehow make sense of all of this than it does to believe that I've got it because I know I don't. I know that under no circumstances do I have any of this figured out at all. It's like not even a little bit. So I thank you, Lord. Thank you for coffee. Especially my own coffee because I make it perfect. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, but I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this day and the people you put in my life, the amazing people you put in my life. 
Um, I pray that you help me with intentionality. I don't want to not be present in others' lives. Um, because you can't complain about things, right, if you're not present. And really, you shouldn't complain at all because it's downright, frankly, annoying. And if you have a problem, you should probably speak up and or do something about it. Really just do something about it. And stop handing other people your problems. But that's a sad point. Um, but anyway, it's topics for other days. Lord, I pray that you be with us in our um, marriage ministry that apparently we are officially going to do. Um, guide us in it. In knowing that we are not perfect. I mean, we are a hot mess express. But we are here. And we do love you. And we are willing to fight it out with each other for your glory. So... I just pray that you be with us in that. Mila, no. Uh-uh. Leave it. But anyway, I do pray that you be with us. In all that we do. Sorry, Lord, I'm getting so distracted by this elder dog that thinks she's so clever and she just is not even trying to pay any sort of attention to me. She's somewhere. I do what I want. Jesus loves me. Anyway. I know I always worry about like not doing enough, but I thank you because I've really felt your peace over the past few months of like working and raising a good man, like just raising a good man, a good God-fearing man in this world is work. My goodness, is it work? And it is. Any good God-fearing man or woman being raised up in this mess is extremely hard work. Knowing to toe the line between how much of reality and the world do you let seep into their little lives and how much do you shelter them from and praying that it's just going to pass, right? Because you still want them to have their childhood. You still want them to be children. But you also want them to have their own opinions and to be able to vocalize them in an environment that is safe um, and challenge them so that they know how to, to stick to those opinions and to not cower. Um, so it's just, it's an interesting world. And it's fallen further and further away from you. Being Christian in America used to be the cultural norm. And now it's like, I don't even, I don't even wanna know. I don't even know how to say it, Lord. 
But everything that's not of you is culturally normal. I mean, yeah, award shows. I'll just leave it there. I'm just downright sad. But anyway, Lord, I thank you for this day. And I know that ultimately none of this matters. Not a single one of the things that are problems here matter. In, in the end game, all that matters is that we love you and we do our best to serve you and to honor you and that when we screw up here's the kicker father and i think that we so often miss it it's not hard when we screw up we gotta apologize to you a genuine apology and truly truly mean it and be repentant so that you can reconcile us back to you because even after accepting christ if we run around and carry bucket loads of sin we still can't be near you it's unburdening in ourselves and taking that back to the cross every time we pick it up that that reconciles us to you. We can repent. We gotta repent to reconcile. If there's no repentance, there is no reconciliation. And it goes for relationships here just as it goes for our relationship with you. And I thank you so much for that. Because that's how I know when things are genuine, right? That's how I know if it's good and true and right and of you is if it follows the same pattern that you would have me follow. So I thank you because you take a lot of guesswork out of my black and white world. Um, Especially in this world where there is just so much gray so much gray and you have gray as well but whoo I feel like this world is yeah lots of gray anyway I had to get into acts this morning because I feel like anybody in their right mind who loves Jesus can only take Um, it can only take so much of the Old Testament and I'm not saying the Old Testament's bad I love the Old Testament but Jesus gives me such hope and like I don't know so um I decided to go to Acts because that's that's when Jesus is gone and this is the Acts this is this is what carried on what happened um, after Jesus left so Stephen many um, should know the story of Stephen but those who don't Um, Stephen is full of the spirit it says here Acts 6, 8 and I, I really encourage everyone to read it themselves because this is such a beautiful like it's just 
I don't know. But anyway, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among people. Opposition arose, however, from the members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called. Jews of Serene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Sicilia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen, but they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. Oh, Father, I'm seeing a lot of this, but they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. I pray that you speak through us as your children. I pray that you help us to have your wisdom and you have us um, to stand firm, firm as Stephen did. Um, they secretly persuaded. Now this, this is just so relevant, Father. They persuaded men to say, we have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. They stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. If we remember Old Testament, Sanhedrin is what was established. That's like the big ultimate supreme court of Jews. The Sanhedrin was the end all be all. Um, They produced false witness who testified this fellow never stops speaking against the holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs of Moses handed down to us. Well, it's kind of true. <laughs> what they say is kind of true. And Jesus did destroy it. And he did change the customs. Kind of true. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked in it intently at Stephen. Here's the fun part. And they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. I think they saw the spirit shining through him, right? And I'm going to just, I'm going to get to see it in speech because, oh. The priest, of course, asked, are these charges true? To this, he replied. This is Acts 7-2. Brothers and fathers, listen to me. The glory of God appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia. Before he lived in Haran, leave your country and your people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. So he left the land of his, of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After the death of his father, God sent him to the land where we are, where you are now living. He gave him no inheritance here, not even enough ground to set his foot on. But God promised him that he and his descendants after his, him would possess the land even though at that time Abraham had no child. God spoke to him from this way, him in this way, for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated, huh, Egypt. But I will punish the nation they served as slaves, God said. Afterwards, they will come out of that country and worship me in this place. Then he gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision, and Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him in eight days after his birth. Later, Isaac became the father of Jacob. Jacob became the father of the 12 patriarchs because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph. They sold him as a slave to Egypt. But God rescued him from his troubles. He gave Joseph wisdom and enabled him to gain goodwill of the Pharaoh king of Egypt. So Pharaoh made him ruler over Egypt and his, all his palace. And so he's recounting everything that's happened right he's giving their history and he goes for joseph 
and I'm sorry, I'm trying to get all of it, but I'm not going to read every single detail of this because, like, it's so good, though. Upside, Moses was 80 years old when he came back. An 80 year old. So he was what, 120 when he marched his butt up that mountain? Man, father, come on. I mean, sorry, but I forgot. How much he recounted. Okay, so here we go. Fifty one, Acts fifty one. You stiff necked people, your hearts and ears are. Still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. That's what he was getting at. That's why he's recounting their history. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you've betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was given through the angels but have not obeyed it. When, the, of course, Sandra Hendren heard this, they were furious. Um... And they were, they mashed, gnashed their teeth. But here's the fun part. 55, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. As they covered their ears, yelling at the top of their voices, they rushed at him, dragging him out of the city and began to stone him. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And he, when he said this, he fell asleep. Stephen is our first martyr. Um, but the way in which he held firm to his faith. And of course, his story is so much more. I, I condensed it um, dramatically. Like, he he kept getting taken in and preaching and taken in and preaching. And I mean, at one point they get flogged and they're so happy they got flogged for Jesus, which blows my mind that you get flogged. Like you get beaten and you're like, yeah, look what we got to suffer for Jesus. Like, yeah, like that's, that's just crazy. But that's what happens when your heart is where it should be for God. Right. I don't even know that my heart's fully there yet. Right thinking about suffering for God. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm gonna learn what that means. I really think that that's probably coming for a lot of us Christians, that we are gonna get to learn what it means to suffer for God. And I am not looking forward to it. But I hope that I have tons upon, oh, just, I hope I have 
millions of brothers and sisters suffering with me. But anyway, at the very least, I know I won't do it alone, right? I know. <laughs> I know I won't do it alone. So anyway, I know the um, Old Testament seems harsh and sometimes the New Testament seems harsh and there's so much harsh. Oh my gosh. But that's the world. That's a sin-filled world. It's harsh. It's never, it's not what it was created to be and it's not perfect anymore. And it not being perfect anymore creates chaos and disorder. And that's not what our God, that's not what my God, my God, my good God is the God of order. He, he proved that when you go through numbers and Leviticus and the building of the tabernacle and everything, it's so specific. There is order, there is rhyme, there is reason. The Leviticus priests have order. They have rhyme, they have reason. There's logic in all of it. Um, so just know if there is something that's terrorizing you, it's not from God. Not to say that God won't scare you. He'll scare you to make you come to your knees. And once you get on your knees and you come to him, he'll release it. And he'll even release something that the enemy sent to you. So I just say, if you're terrified, you need to be talking to Jesus. But anyway, man, it's a weird day, but I am so thankful for it. And oh, I pray that you have a blessed day. I'm ready to be camping. I don't know how much more, how many, I don't know what this podcast looks like when I am actually camping. So we'll see. Um, I do have a tendency to try and distance myself from all forms of electronics. Um, But I got a lot of things that I am kind of needing electronics for that God is calling me to do. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it looks, but anyway, Father, I pray that you be with us all. I pray that you be with this country. I pray that you be with your baby Christians, and I pray that you get them strong, and you get them strong quick, because I feel like it's coming, and I pray that if there's anything I can do to help in that, that you um, help me to do so, and just encourage them, encourage them, because I know that I can pester somebody so many times, um, and it won't do any good if their heart's not open to it, and if they don't have that that urging from you. So I pray that you give them that. And I thank you so much for all that you do and all that you've given us. In Jesus' amazing name I pray. Amen. Y'all getting the word. Um, Thanks for listening to my rambling. I am all over the place today. Um, But it's all good. It's all good. So just have a great day. be kind to everyone and most of all your family the people you're trapped with be kind to those people it's really hard that's the hardest um but that's where you you show jesus the most and um i don't know yeah get in the word have a great day